welcome to a, another episode. Yes, yes, thank you for joining us. And as we get set up, we're doing a little multimedia thing here. We're going to be recording this audio. We're also doing a recording of our Instagram live at the exact same time. So we're multi-platforming. <laughs> yes, <laughs> kind of so recording three separate ways at the same time because we also have another live going. Um, um, so today we're going to be <laughs> chatting about um, the Black Lives Matter, Matter organization and movement. Yes. And some of the, the common misconceptions. Um, yes. So we're going to kind of break it down, essentially, first. So um, let's, as we get into this conversation, we both took notes and we both have sort of like a jumping off point. Um, we we want to we start, I think, with, no, with just the idea that Black Lives Matter is just an extension of other black liberation and justice uh, affirming and organizations that have been fighting for years and years and decades and decades. So Black Lives Matter is not anything new. The, the term Black Lives Matter is new, but the idea behind it is as old as the fight for abolition, the fight for freedom, the fight for uh, justice and equality. So from that lens, I think we can jump right into what the organization says. So there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, uh, myths and, and you know, uh, rumors and things like that, but- um, Just kind of mis mis uh, Misconceptions. Misconceptions on like where their stance is and how they help and how, they, how they're providing to this movement and how they run the organization. Um, so, so we're going to break it down. We'll read off real quick just what they have on their website. And uh, it, it emerged from the hearts and minds of three co-founders, Patrice Couillards, Alicia Garza, Garza, and Opal Tometi. And, it, and the first chapter in the first organization is here in Los Angeles. Um, it's an important telling of the emergency of emergence of Black Lives Matter, and it's a reclamation of and recommitment to Black radical organizing and Black freedom struggle. So, that's what their what they say that their organization is doing and what their mission is. And so, we go from there into basically what our experiences have been, kind of dealing with this organization and or being around them or going to their rallies or being in some of their um, actions. So I've known about Black Lives Matter basically since about 2014. The organization has been around since 2013. And from what they say, they come out of um, the, uh, the, um, the struggle after, I believe it was Mike Brown but then there was a couple of other people who had um, tragic run-ins with the police here in Los Angeles. And that's sort of what spawned the organization. And uh, they've basically been doing direct action. So basically a lot of the things that they do is they will go and advocate to uh, leadership, to congressmen, to senators, congresspeople, state legislators, city, legislators and the mayor of Los Angeles. And they have so many different things that they're trying to do as far as the goals, as far as what they're pushing for, but really it's the liberation and equality of African Americans in this country is the overall goal. And then from there, there's a lot of specific things that they get into, specific actions and protests, defunding the police is one of them, um, uh, d uh, decolonizing City Hall, uh, you know, they do marches and rallies. One of the big one of the big uh, movements that they're doing right now is the uh, Jackie Lacey Must Go 
which is one of the things that's like the at the forefront of what they're doing right now. Our chapter here in LA. Yeah, the chapter in Los Angeles is focused on the Jackie Lacey Must Go uh, fight, which is basically a fight against the district attorney for the county of Los Angeles and the fact that since 2012, over 600 people have been killed by the police in Los Angeles County and no one has been prosecuted. Not a single police officer has been prosecuted. So that is what uh, they're, one of the main actions that they're fighting for right now. And obviously getting Trump out of office and holding liberal elite Democrats accountable and you know just defunding school police there's a lot of different things that they're doing they have their hands in a whole bunch of different areas but um you want to speak to your experience yeah i think so it's far? important like you said i it's great to notice or to note where and how this organization started and the mission that they had from the start but also noting like you said all the ways that it's growing just even in the last you know, a year or, or two, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the way that it's really, that mission has actually like branched out. Um, so it's really important, I think, to, to really do the research around this because there's so much information that's going out and about. Um, so really looking into exactly um, how they're contributing and where they're where they're involved and and what fundraisers and mm -hmm. and um you know what meetings they're having and what um all of that just really looking into all of that because a lot of the times just doing that simple research you're gonna um all, uh, <laughs> these misconceptions can be uh, just cut off right then and there. Mm -hmm. um, so we're actually coming up on the, I want to say it's the seventh or eighth year anniversary, according to the website. They poured into the streets on July 13th, mm -hmm. 2013, mm -hmm. on the day that George Zimmerman was acquitted in the murder of Trayvon Martin. So those were sort of like the pre-history uh, or, uh, organizing movements that were happening right before Black Lives Matter became mm -hmm. this organization that we know it today. It was very and shortly after that that they yes. turned it into that. Yes. And then on July 15th, 30 organizers gathered in the courtyard in St. Lemos Village, a historically black artist community, and committed our lives to the black freedom struggle, adopting the womanist black nationalist framework with a queer and trans lens. Um, and it says they it says since 13 since 2013, BLM has in LA has engaged in intense struggle to advance freedom for black people. They have done so by working to immediately respond to crises in our communities, uh, topple systems that keep us oppressed, vision and build new structures, and offer spaces for black love. So one of the things that, like, when we look at the rallies that they have, and they have a Jackie Lacey must go rally every Wednesday in front of the Hall of Justice in downtown Los Angeles. So if you're in if you're in and around the Los Angeles area, please come out every Wednesday at I believe it's like 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. depending. Most of the time it's 3 p.m. Um, and and participate. And if you have any we'll, we'll misconceptions or myths, action steps later or, on, or, or you can go and you can see what it is that they're doing. But that's one of the immediate concerns, <laughs> and it's. When it, because they had said something in here about black love, it's one of the places where the families of the people who have been affected by police violence can go to get support, and that's important when you're talking about what's going on in our communities. It's like people feel like they're alone, and for years and years and years and years, so many people felt like that if they were affected by what's happening, then they're, they just felt alone and BLM is giving them a place to go and, and grieve and be with community and family and find love. And I think that's just a beautiful thing. I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, they yeah. have, they have um, I know one of the founders on her Instagram page, um, I should have written it down, but on her Instagram page, she does like daily updates mm -hmm. of like what's going on for the day different mm -hmm. action steps and all of that 
Um, they post different action steps all the time, not only on their website, but on their Instagram as well. And, um, sorry. Jeez. And, um, they also will, will provide, they also provide like a whole toolkit and like resource center on their website, um, for you to, to start out. So they really, you know, they really lay it out for all, for us. They, they really put themselves out there. They're not really... And you can go and research all of this just like Wilson and I did. It's pretty, pretty out there. Um, so like he said, the, the main, you know, it started how it started, but now it's grown in so many different ways where they're working with like the students, um, the student organizations. Mm -hmm. They're working with, um, like Wilson said, they work with families. There's families that come to these, uh, these rallies every week. Um, and they're like half the, they spend half the time talking at mm -hmm. these. So, um, you know, that's, that's one thing, but, um, there's different ways to get involved so, too. So we'll kind of get into that. But first I wanted to, um, we were going to kind of talk about some of the things that we've heard or some of the things that, um, people have talked to us about. Um, in regards to like the common misconceptions or the arguments against it, right? Yeah. So, um, so some of the myths, let's start myths, misconceptions, uh, things that we've heard. Um, BLM is a terrorist organization, BLM is a separatist organization, BLM is anti white. BLM is it's honestly it's none of those things <laughs> it is if you if you if you take even a little bit of time they have so many different coalitions and I guess you'd call them departments within the organizations that are working on um, so many different things they have a research organization that's basically collecting and compiling data they have an arts and culture section of people who basically work on producing the art and that helps to heal the people and helps to like showcase what they're all about they have the youth let's talk about the youth and what the youth associated with blm have done there's victories and things that they've been doing that are yielding results in the community. They got the mayor of Los Angeles to stop an increase of $150 million to Yeah, your necklace. I can hear it in the sound. <laughs> Every time you turn your head. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, um, they've gotten uh, the mayor to rescind the 150 million dollar increase that he was going to do to the police this obviously is nearly not enough we need way more of of divestment from police but that 150 million dollars is a start it's just a drop in the ocean and we have a lot more work that needs to be done but that's the work that they're doing that's some of the work that they're doing and some of the victories that they've gotten so let's just get into the to the misconceptions. So we'll, some of the arguments that you have against it. So um, and one thing oh, that someone yeah. so rudely said on here um, was that a bunch of rude things, but um, ultimately that Black Lives Matter is racist. Um, mm. So that's one thing that I definitely I definitely come across, um, and I kind of want to combine that with an argument that someone um, brought to me. And they mentioned that Black Lives Matter is wanting to separate or to go back to segregation, essentially separate the races. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And Wilson and I will just, you know, Wilson already said this, um, especially if you're in L.A., just go to one of the protests. <laughs> you will realize that that is not, not at all what they're saying yeah. at all whatsoever. It's not even um, that difficult. All you have to do really is just not. show up. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. Or don't show up. Just, you know, watch my videos because I put it on here all the time. Yeah. Um, but 
really what that comes down to is <laughs> which this is going to be a whole nother conversation in itself um comes down to like uh white centering <laughs> mm-hmm. um and a lot of people will view black lives matter and they it that offends them in itself the the fact that people say black lives matter um because they're not centered in that because they're not the ones that are um part of the conversation anymore Mm -hmm. um but black lives matter the movement the organization it's not about um keeping this hierarchy but putting black people on the top it's about breaking the hierarchy down completely reimagining the the our system and our society and the way that we are with each other um it's not about it's not just about that again it started out as um only focusing yeah yeah, in a response to the death um, of black people by the hands of police right but it's emerged and 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 grown into an organization not just to that not only does that and it also does that but it's become an organization that is now rooted in in the the part of the word the part of the phrase that most of america's not comfortable with and that word is matters so what black lives matter does is it gives a space for people so that they can matter and even if they it, even if the only person that they matter to is themselves right or they matter to their to to they find that that sense of self and sense of worth because american history is not such that black lives have mattered so it is a radical statement and they make no bones about it being a radical organization because saying black lives matter in a system of racism and white supremacy is a very radical thing to say and one of the things that might be a natural uh, response to that is that no the organization is racist and i understand where that would come from if you're thinking about things in this you know uh centered and white supremacist mindset then you have no concept of black lives ever mattering in the course of over the course of your life you're not familiar with that that doesn't mean that's foreign that's a foreign thing for you because police have been killing unarmed black people for centuries in this country and they have their lives have never mattered Mm -hmm. so for the last since 2013 that's about seven seven eight years ago then that then that statement kind of became a thing that people are focusing on mm-hmm. and it's radical it 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 is radical it is it is out there to those that cannot open their eyes to their own to the own hatred within them yeah but i mean to mo- i would um, i would i would submit to that to most people that are grew up in a in this society saying black lives matter is a very radical thing to say it's a very radical thing for a lot of black people to even accept it so i know it's a radical thing for a lot of white people to accept it and it's not it and it's seem not very radical to me so i'm like i don't get it y'all. yeah but, you but know, i mean i'm i'm, I'm, under, I'm trying it, to understand the yeah. the the idea and you know you need to kind of go at that when people say it's racist Mm-hmm. Because I understand where they're coming from. No, it I'm, seems as if something's being taken away from you right. by black people when all black people are trying to do is just get equality. And, and if you live in a system of racism and white supremacy, equality looks like oppression. Right. And so we have to remember that it's not that, that, they're, that, we seek, that the organization is seeking to be on top. They're just seeking to be at the same level. And right. that in and of itself is a Fighting radical statement. Justice. <laughs> right. Justice. That is a radical thing to say. So, so. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely get that one a lot. And um, again, just do a little research. Look up, look, look up what they're saying on their websites. Look up what they're saying um, within all the ways that they're in the media. Look up what they're saying on their Instagram. Look up go to one of these rallies or come watch my videos and see what they're saying at the the protests um and you can see that that statement is just it's far from it um Mm -hmm. i mean that's i mean how many white people show up 
right. to the rallies every week. It's thousands. It's hundreds of white. It's thousands of people there, mm -hmm. and there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of white people, Latinos, Asians, Native Americans. Mm -hmm. So many. It's it's such a cross section of American life in the city of Los Angeles in a in a you know a microcosm that it's just like if they were a radical racist <laughs> organization that was about separatism or separating the races then not that many people would show up and they would have to have you know they would they would have to have their meetings in in a different framework but they spread love even through all the pain mm -hmm. that you see when you go to these rallies because basically the rallies are the stories of the people black and latino and white that have been affected lethal affected come into lethal contact with lapd law enforcement so basically it's the mother of someone who was killed or the sister or brother of someone who was killed and they're just telling their stories they're just telling you what happened so that the their memory stays alive so that people understand why this organization is necessary right. you know this collection of stories is what spurs people into action this is what this is what motivates people to keep going is knowing that until justice, until the, the DA is removed or is resigned or voted out, until these cops and police chiefs are held accountable, then we have work to do. Until we reimagine the whole system and society, we have work to do. Until we reculture our entire selves. It's a part of the conversation we had yesterday. Yeah. Until we reculture and, 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 and talk it goes about across the board. So yeah, that's definitely that was a big one that I came across. Um, I find that really I found it um, easily just like squashable in my mind just based off of the research that I've done and the protests that I've been to, but um, I, it, it was definitely worth bringing up because we do get it a lot and just got it here today. so um, so reculture meaning like um what is someone said re what is reculture so why don't you explain that so a little when, bit when we, we say reculture what we're saying is that um so a part of my work as you know doing the the work the anti-racism work the research and work i i watched um I watched a bunch of speeches today. I watched a talk by Dr. Joy DeGruy. I suggest you guys look her up. She does, and she's done amazing work on um, medical apartheid and post-slavery, uh, post-traumatic slave syndrome. Um, and then I watched a speech by, uh, oh God, I can't think of his name, but he wrote the book Color of Law. And uh, it's about housing discrimination um, how housing discrimination in this country was was American federal policy from about the end of the uh, end of World War Two till about basically till now mm. um, and talking about all the ways in which our society was purposefully purposefully separated um, around race mm. and how so when I say reculture what we're talking about is we have a society that has been that has been manufactured is a good word to use in in a way and this is how it is in in, a, in america in which certain white white people get certain privileges and benefits and black people get certain disadvantages losses going back to oppression. that hierarchy going back to the hierarchy and this is a hierarchy that was purposefully systematically set up through different mechanisms within the United States government, law, policy, apparatus, and then that filtered into the culture, which is people accepted it as so and operated within the framework of that being how things are, are supposed to be. So when we say reculture, what we're saying is, is start over or replant the seed and come up with a new way of doing this thing so where and how 
a foundation will happen. So trying to understand, someone's trying to understand where and how this foundation will happen. So that's part of what, that's part of the work that we have to do, right? Mm -hmm. So um, for example, uh, a great example of that is the defund the police, um, is, de is defund the police. So that is a total reimagination of the police what that looks like and how to restructure other programs so defund the police doesn't just mean i mean we talked about this yesterday we won't get a whole lot into it but it doesn't just mean anarchy it means breaking down the system rebuilding it but also providing re other resources or allocating a lot of the money that we have to the police right now into other resources so that we can build programs that set up people um, a lot better and help people a lot better uh, as they're going through a lot of situations that were brought upon based on <laughs> the systems that we have now, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, so, so that's exactly what we have to do, like on a small scale basis, but individually. So we're doing that with defund the police. We're gonna need to do that with housing. We're gonna need to do that with healthcare. We're gonna need to do that with education. Just education. We're gonna need to do that with all of the systems that we have set up because our whole society, our whole, um, all of the systems in place are based, are, are built on, um, you know, racial inequality. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it's seeped into everything. You know, Wilson and I will always talk and we will always come back to what's that root cause, right? The root cause is that racism, that white supremacy, white supremacist ideals that are ingrained in all of us and also ingrained in our systems. So that's what we need to reimagine. That's what we need to, to, to you know, get head on. So um, an organiza organization like Black Lives Matter, um, Especially, you know, we're, we're here, here in L.A., so definitely looking into your local chapters. Um, but an organization like this is wonderful because they are spearheading this type of stuff. And there's different ways for all of us to get involved. But they're also a volunteer-based organization, so they need all of us, you know. Mm -hmm. We all need to be involved and to be taking action in whatever way we can mm -hmm. so that we can... Um, create a space where so you said is there a person or someone speaking for the people and making this happen that's what that's what the the volunteers of black lives matter are doing um mm -hmm. you know you the <clears throat> so the way the way our culture works is that in order for i'm just going to speak to that to that in, or, in order in, in order for you in order for things to change right in our society, um, we have to engage in the very difficult work of of promoting that change. So, in what is what it is that you're doing in your daily life, the work that you could be doing is is to ask yourself, how can I, in any small way, help to promote the change that I want to see in the world? That ends up, if enough people do that, that ends up becoming the culture. Right. That ends up becoming the way we operate and live if we are the ones who make that change. So right. the system that we are looking for and the system that BLM and, and the, the direct actions that they're doing and the pressure that they put on legislators and the pressure that they put on public elected officials, the pressure that they put on the mayor and city council members and then the pressure that they put on the governor and state legislatures is is the tip of the spear. Like she said, it's spearheading. It is pushing that that uh that that uh dream or that vision forward and when you when you get victories and when you have the kind of month that we've had in this struggle you realize that the fight is all is is within us the change that we seek is is what we can do we have the power to make the change if you look at the if the defund the police movement, which was born out of the Black Lives Matter movement, can get the Minneapolis police to shut down their police organization and completely start over, then you know that the people are the ones that have the power, not the legislators or the elected officials or the the people who think they're in power. When you can get you know, this victory that happened very recently in within Los Angeles where L.A. students deserve, which is a student 
high school student run led organization got the city of Los Angeles, the school board to defund LA, LA sheriff or LA school PD by $25 million and move that money into services that will help the people uh, help the children that are in these schools then you know that the people are the ones that have the power and if they wouldn't have advocated for that if they wouldn't have made a fuss about it and put pressure on the LA school board to do it it wouldn't have gotten done and it wouldn't have happened so the power is always with the people and and we can't ever forget that and that's one of the purpose of these of these conversations that Megan and I are having and we're you know placing them on these media platforms um, podcasting Instagram lives and stuff like that because we want to keep reminding you guys that the power that you want or that you think someone else has is the is the power you actually have and if we get out there and make our voices heard and we do it in these strategic ways follow black lives matter blm los angeles on instagram or on facebook follow them see what it is that they're doing maybe you never participate in an action but just follow them so that you know the source of where this particular organization is coming from and what it is that they're out there doing and what it is that they're out there fighting for it's justice it's not to be a better than anybody it's not to be on top of anybody it is literally simply and plainly justice right that's economic justice environmental justice uh uh, uh, uh criminal justice uh racial justice social justice it's all it's just justice that's what they're fighting for yeah and we're not gonna we're not gonna get in this episode um into the nitty-gritty details but part of it um um you know what would was asked was like you know what's you know what's the what's the more detailed how like what does that look like what's the blueprint essentially the blueprint um, they for... have that right they have that all on their website follow them look yes. it up and look another, on their website I'm look gonna, on their I'm Instagram gonna, I'm gonna pause you real quick because that is we had this conversation well, we before. don't need to get into it right now because we don't have time for that no 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 I was just gonna say that's a part of the work and that's a part of being up in in the in the community is that the question that you ask is that we do, we're not going to become extraction points for information when you have a phone that has google on it and any information that you want to ask us is information that you can well, look not up even on that it's like um, you know, we're not going to get into the, the blueprint, but they do have it. Mm-hmm. They do have it. There's plenty of meetings that they that, that you can be involved in um, where they talk about how to spearhead that. Um, so they get more into the details. So so we're not going to get into that. We're just here to kind of talk about the misconceptions, but it's definitely there. So we, you know, um, we're going to kind of tell you guys how to take some more action steps at the end of this, but... Um, that's that's a it's a great question um, to send us so thank you friends um, so switching to the next thing um, and we'll save the all lives matter blue lives matter for last but one of the next thing one of the other things that I've heard um, that people say is that the organization does not help the families of people that were killed um Mm -hmm. which i find that really interesting Mm -hmm. um because you can see uh you can see they often do they often help run fundraisers or at least promote them um where the money specifically goes to the families to take care of costs and all of that Mm -hmm. um they also and and none of that none of that money goes to them you know when they do stuff like that um they also work directly with the families in fighting for justice meaning the they work with families to find lawyers they work with the families to do the investigations they work with families to get the word out um to spread the word about and that's the biggest thing spreading the word about it getting the word out so that people know about the know about the people that were that have been killed and um, 
people start to care and mm-hmm. want to um, be in be part of the fight for justice because they respond. Um, the, the, our public officials respond to public pressure. That's one of the like, for example, the Elijah McLean story mm-hmm. is a perfect. If you do not know who Elijah McLean is, please go look. Please, please go look up Elijah McLean and, and read about his story. But his story happened in August or September. It was last year. It was last year, mm-hmm. or October. Yeah, one of those. One of those months. It was around. Uh, it was around the end of the summer, early fall of last year. I think it when, was like October. But yeah, yeah, October when his when his, the incident surrounding him happened, and it went almost totally un, like heard reported of. or unheard of in the broader context. For six months. For the that all that entire time until activists got a hold of the story mm-hmm. and they promoted it and they pushed people to talk read the story it. talk yeah. about it share it demand justice and so then what happened shows. as a result of that public pressure those officers were fired right mm-hmm. yeah, um, the 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 case is actually being, being looked re- at reinvestigated, being reinvestigated by not only the state elected the state law enforcement, but the, I think the FBI mm-hmm. has come in and now they're reinvestigating this story. So for those who say that, like, what are they doing to help? Basically being that megaphone mm-hmm. and allowing these families to have that voice mm-hmm. that is then amplified by us. that's just at the least. <laughs> and that's at the very least. Right. It can move elected officials and prosecutors and people within city government apparatuses to to do something to right. investigate the story to reinvestigate the story to actually to investigate the officers to fire the officers mm-hmm. D- what does it say that sunshine is the best disinfectant so black lives matter just being that megaphone for families is is tremendous and is so necessary now when and it also comes to having them at the protests, they're at the protests, like we've said, and and they're oftentimes their stories and their sharings is oftentimes at least half of the protests. Yes, um, they're there because the Black Lives Matter organization wants their voices to be heard and wants them to be um, wants their story told. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm sorry. What were you going to? No, add I was. To I that? was just going to say that, like, the power of of what's happening. You have to understand something, and this is where I think the pressure. This is what I think Black Lives Matter gets so right. And I'm going to break this down, real quick. So, the pressure that can be applied successfully against local elected officials is first off very easy and very immediately effective because a mayor must respond. A city council person must respond because it doesn't take a lot of votes to remove a mayor and it doesn't take a, it takes even less votes to remove a city council person. So if you can figure out who your local elected representatives are and put pressure on them to get the things done you're trying to get done in your community, they are the quickest to respond because a campaign against a a, a sitting council person can easily get them out of there. They can easily lose their job if they're not responding to the people. The mayor is the same way. He can easily be voted out or has a campaign, a pressure campaign put against him. So they have shown that, the, that, that pressuring a senator may not have a whole lot of power. Pressuring a congressperson, definitely uh, the president, not, not as much. Mm-hmm. But a city council person, uh, a, a, a county supervisor, a, local official. a mayor, you can have an immediate effect mm-hmm. on the problem you are trying to get solved if you go through to those people and, have, and put your concerns in front of them. Because it doesn't take a whole lot of people to get them to respond. And they have to be uh, closely accountable, like easily and very locally accountable for their actions. So one thing that Black Lives Matter has done, and I think that it's done brilliantly, is, is, is push that local, uh, local advocacy. 
because that's where the most maximum amount of pressure can be applied and the efficiency of response is, is much better on the local level than it is in just about any other part of our governmental system. So it, if you learn nothing from BLM, learn to get to know who your local elected officials Absolutely. are because that's, the, that's important. Yeah, they really push for that, getting involved with local organizations, getting involved in your local state, the state government. So real quick, I want to just go through. They have these teams. They have the Youth Vanguard, which is, I, I think I, we went over this earlier. It's the, the children. Right. Um, arts and culture. Uh, they recognize the powerful potential of the arts as a tool for social and political transformation. The policy group, uh, they engage in local and statewide policy initiatives, initiatives that disrupt practices of state violence. Sacred resistance, they do resistance acts. And um, sacred resistance is an, is an interfaith effort that utilizes spiritual tools and practices to advance justice. They have a legal team. This team does basic know your rights trainings for members and allies and helps to guide the chapter through legal challenges. They don't provide legal representation, advice, or referrals. And then you have the action, and I think that's a lot of times what we go to is their actions, which is the demonstrations and the protests. Um, they advance the vision, goals, objectives, and campaigns of Black Lives Matter and BLM. And then their communications teams focus on internal and external communications. They have an education uh, uh, group. And then they have a labor group and a research group. And when you talk about um, one of their works, one of the products of the research group is the, and I know we talked about this yesterday, so we'll just briefly touch on it. It is the uh, People's Budget LA, which came out of their research group. Peoplesbudgetla.com is a website that you definitely also need to go and look through. And um, it talks about defunding the police, which is when you get locally involved, you learn what the police budget is. You learn what the city's budget is. And then you can say, hey, wait a minute. They're spending 54% of our discretionary fund mm -hmm. on the police and then you say, wait, we need to do something about that. But see, that's what BLM is, is training us to look at. And I think that that's one of the most powerful things that they're coming up with is this idea of being locally involved. Because when you're locally involved, you know what your city's budget is. Mm -hmm. You know what your city's spending its money on. And you can start to advocate for that money to be redirected to the needs of the people that are most affected negatively affected in your community but if you don't know what the city's budget is being spent on you don't know how to advocate for it to be redirected and reallocated mm -hmm. so definitely get on board with blm because that's that's information that's that's something that they're doing it is very positive and it brings this sense and like we said when we said culture it brings a sense of what our culture should actually be this should be a part of our culture being involved in your local government should be just as a part of your culture as going to the movies or hanging out with your friends or, you know, doing those other things that people do. Being, knowing who your uh, local elected officials are, knowing what they're voting on, that should be something that kids are talking, the kids and adults are talking about also because those are the decisions that are being made that can uh, directly affect you. So. Right. So yeah, so we talked about, we talked about the myth of the segregation of races, that they don't help families of the people that were killed. Mm -hmm. um, we broke that down. A question that someone had, or someone, someone says is, you know, why does the organization only show up when there's a death of a black man um, that's an incorrect statement that's not true it's just that that might be only what you see but that doesn't mean that that's the only time that they're actually working mm -hmm. so like we just stated if you you can easily go on their website to find this as well but um, there's so much that the organization has 
has grown to be. So it's, it might have started as one thing, but now they're in so many different areas and they have different teams focused on different things. Um, the protests are obviously the main thing that we outwardly see. So that's where so much of the focus goes when really it's just like the smallest thing. <laughs> it's like barely even a start for the mm -hmm. movement um, because really the, the work is behind all of that, right? The protests are, are really just a, a way to get the eyes on us and get the attention on us. Um, on the movement so that people start to pay attention um, but the but again the, the real work is behind the scenes the real work is um, all of these other other teams that that Wilson just mentioned um, that's where that's where the work the real work starts but yeah. thanks for that question that's Glenn, where the real sure. the, yeah the, yeah because and the reason why you see them show up for when a black man is is uh, killed or a black person is killed is because that's that's happened so much like i said since 2012 600 and over 600 people have been killed by lapd lapd alone and um that's where it, it needs the most attention at that time is to show up for the families mm -hmm. is to be there to support the families is to be there to support the community in this tragic time but they do way more than that. Yeah. If you get involved in the organization, you'll see that they have way more actions mm -hmm. that they're the things that they're doing besides that. That seems to be the thing that the media wants to focus on mm -hmm. and Black Lives Matter is gonna be there when the police murder an unarmed or they murder someone in very uh, uh, you know, crazy circumstances, someone dies in police custody. Mm -hmm. um, and they expose our systems. They help to expose our systems and the rot within certain organizations like LAPD, like LA County Sheriffs. And those are something, we need that information. If we're gonna be informed citizens, we need to know that not a single person who's killed an unarmed black person or an unarmed person, unarmed black person or black or brown person since 2012, not a single cop has been arrested or charged. There are cops that are out there that have killed multiple people and are still cops under under crazy circumstances. They're still out there doing their police work. Mm -hmm. That's stuff we need to know, you know? Um, and this organization is, is gathering that data and they are sharing it. And yeah, so. No, that was a, that was a great, that was another, that was, that was great. I'm glad that question was brought up. Um, so that's also something that's I think pretty common mm -hmm. uh, a common question that we that we've we've seen are we getting um and then the last one and and please you know continue to let us know but the last one that that we kind of had written down was just and we're not even going to go into details in on this but just touch on um all lives matter and blue lives matter um Blue Lives Matter is the funniest to me because <laughs> blue people don't exist. Um, really, it's, it's... We want to have fun with this part because this yeah, to me is just... It's really funny. I mean, it comes from, it comes from a... It comes from a personal experience, right? If somebody in your family or a loved one is a police officer, obviously you're going to have... Um, you're going to be very strong tied to to this cause in a very weird way right um or a very like it can be kind of murky which is totally understandable um but we have to also understand that police officers get to take off their badge get to take off their uniform um get to walk you know when they're off work or you know when they're off work they get to walk down the street and nobody has to know that they're a police officer and and black people don't get to do that they don't get to take off the fact that they're black <laughs> and walk down the street and not be hated on because they're black. So um, that argument, although I understand where the emotional side comes from, I feel is just really in, invalid. Um, and then as for, or let, let me 
pass it to you before we get to All Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so for All Lives Matter, I mean, for Blue Lives Matter, like, uh, yes, blue, blue people don't exist. I right. agree with that. And p- police officers can take off their uniforms and or they can they can leave. They can stop being a cop. Right. They can retire. They can quit. Black people can't leave being black. We can't retire from being black and we can't quit it. We're always going to be black and you're always going to have a certain opinion of me. Whether you know you have that opinion of me or not, whether you have admitted it to yourself that you have a negative opinion of me, you do have some some sort of opinion of me that has been shaped by the the culture that we live in. So... <laughs> that was com- going to be my next yeah. um, point for all lives matter. And so for okay, yeah. <laughs> so then, but then also, w- when you think of blue lives matter, you're thinking of a, a, an us versus them uh, mentality that's been right. set up, yes. and people have decided that that uh, that the the cops are the line; they're holding the line between peace and anarchy. And that presupposes that black people in their existence represent anarchy. Mm-hmm. So that the cops must be there in order to protect the, the wider uh, 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 peace and, peaceful and serene white population from the, the uh, violent and aggressive black population. And nothing could be further well, we from the truth. Too far into this. <laughs> really, so just, yeah. just kind of think about that when you think about Blue Lives Matter. You want to touch on all lives matter and the the silliness um in all lives matter or do you want want me to so with all lives matter you know some people might um to me what it comes down to is again the centering Mm -hmm. um because if you have an issue with black lives matter it's typically because you, like you said, you just made my point. You have this deep down ingrained um, prejudice, hatred, whatever you want to call it, um, whether regardless of whether you want to admit it or not. Um, it's something that, you know, white supremacist ideals is something that's ingrained in all of us. So I hope eventually we all do admit to that because it's, it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're having an issue and you're so strongly saying all lives matter it's like truly if you it's really like we're saying the same thing you guys we're just putting the focus on black lives because black lives are being oppressed black lives are 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 have are facing so many injustices in this country so we're just focusing on them Mm -hmm. we're not saying that other lives don't matter mm-hmm. we're actually saying yes you guys all of us do matter and Including. that's exactly what we're saying <laughs> so yeah. you know when people want to argue all lives matter to me in in and this you know i can't speak for everybody but to me it's just kind of like um a way to <laughs> be racist or slightly racist without having to say it because Mm -hmm. it's like well yeah duh all lives matter but the reason we're saying black lives matter is again because that's who's being oppressed and that's who the injustices are happening to and that's the the fight that we're causing Um, a great example was like if if you're on your block and all of the houses on your block are on fire or if one of the houses on on your block is on fire you're not going to take the hose and go to every single house you're going to go to the house that's on fire so um you're not going to say well all the houses matter well of course we want to make sure that all houses are are not on fire but there's the one that is on fire so we need to focus on that one same exact concept so um i don't again i don't this isn't worth us even getting super into in my opinion just do a lot of research you guys but um really you know if you're if your stance is all lives matter really think of where that's coming from and and think of if there is a prejudice that's kind of stopping you from wanting to say black lives matter and that's that's you know it's fine if if there is one but really think about that really reflect on that and see where that's coming from Um, because if you're really saying, you know, all lives matter and humanity matters, then you should be on the side of black lives matter because that's what we're saying. 
Um, All Lives Matter people, typically from what I've seen, is more of a, a, a mask, a nice mask to wear. And it's a way to shut the performative, con- performative. allyship. It's a way to shut In the conversation ways. down. When yes. you know, all lives matter used to mean have alt- altruistic roots. A few years ago, when people were saying it, and I, when I heard the the uh, arguments for why you should say that instead of Black Lives Matter, part of me could understand. Right. But recently. All Lives Matter has been, as a sloganeering tactic, has been taken by people who main focus. And you need to know this when you say it. You may not mean it in this way. But when you say All Lives Matter, what you're saying to the wider population is that I don't care about those people over there. I'm using this as a way to shut their conversation down to to not have to listen to what they're saying. So I say, well, all lives matter, all lives matter. We don't want to hear about Black Lives Matter because all lives matter. And you keep saying it, and and it's a way to mask the conversation. It's a way to divert attention away from Black Lives Matter. And maybe you truly believe that all lives matter. But when you use it in a way, you've taken something that is a great phrase and you've taken it and use it as a way to silence Mm -hmm. these people over here and what it is that they're fighting for. And that's why that phrase and that slogan has become something that is just, you know, a refrain for reactionaries and racists and and bigots and things like that. It's become something that we really see in that way. So... Mm -hmm. You have to know this. Um, I agree that all lives matter, but until Black Lives Matter, and if Black Lives Matter at the same level as all lives, then all lives actually don't matter. And if all lives have mattered, give me a time in history, think about it, think about it, give me a time in American history where all lives have mattered. I'll wait. Because there is no time in American history since the founding of this country, and even before the founding of this country, in which all lives have mattered. Native American lives have not mattered. They still don't. Asian American lives went through a point in this country where they didn't matter at all. Especially this, even this year. Yes. Black lives have never mattered to the people who enslaved them and to the people who oppressed them and exploited their labor. Their labor. Women's lives have not mattered until they got the vote. And even to this day, they don't make as much as the average man. And if you want to go even deeper, black women's lives don't matter when it comes to certain aspects of, of life overall for black women. So when you say all lives matter, you have to say all lives matter and this is when they have, because that's simply not a statement that holds any weight or truth. Right. So just investigate that in your own mind. At what point in, in American history have all lives actually mattered? Mm-hmm. Because they don't, it hasn't and they don't. So when, but, but like I say, I go back to the very first thing I said when we first started, is that saying Black Lives Matter is supposed to not sound right to you. It, it is supposed to, to not sound right to you. It wants to be a slap right in the face, and the only reason it's a slap in the face is because we're so deeply ingrained in, in this, this yes. white supremacist ideals that are within us that it's it's hitting, it's striking a chord. Well, good, great. That's what we're wanting it's to do. It's supposed to strike a chord. Um, yeah, it's supposed to. <laughs> supposed to, to feel that's, unnerving to hear it. That's, because that's where the liberation is. That's where the investigation is. That's right. where, where the interrogation is. It stands that's where for the, the fight injustices. Is. And we're yes. having to face those. And a lot of people don't want to admit that they're part of the problem. Admit that they've possibly been part of the problem in the past. Um, and that just that just is... That's just something we have to face. That's something that we have to address within us, um, reflect on, and decide how we want to move forward, right? So I think we might be coming to the end of our Instagram Live portion of this uh, podcast, so... Don't worry about that. (laughs) I just want to say thank you for those who watched us on Instagram. Yeah, thank you, friends. uh, we're gonna um, sign off and probably uh, continue the conversation for a few more minutes. But thank you so much to those who watch this on Instagram. We do this every Tuesday at 7 p.m. This is our right. fifth one. Yeah, it's 
something like that. <laughs> Thanks All for right. tuning in. All right, guys. Take care. Right. So, um, if there's Bye. not any other misconceptions that can you think were there any other misconceptions that you guys wanted to bring up or Wilson that you wanted to bring um, up before I, we get I, into this last part? I think we uh I think we quite covered it um what uh what's happening in that I think we got to it. So essentially um just to kind of to to kind of before we end and recap um, the last thing that I wanted to talk about is do the research, do look up Black Lives Matter, the global network, look up Black Lives Matter LA, um, just because that is where it started. And then also look up the Black Lives Matter chapter within your area. Look at what they're doing. Look at what their mission statement is. Um, look at ways that they're, they're involved and see if, see if that kind of, you know, isn't in alignment with you. And there's also other organizations, local organizations yes. that even work with the Black Lives Matter organization um, to, you know, that are a little bit more pinpoint. So really looking into that, looking into local chapters, local organizations, that's really, really important. And I know um, here, um, whenever they get to any demonstrations, any um, protests that they have, they are always ending by talking about getting involved you know a lot of these questions that we have about the organization and what they're doing and how they're doing it can be answered by you getting involved and getting involved can be as simple as providing your email and getting the updates for what they do and where they do these things mm -hmm. um, it can be like you know getting on a call that they have about a specific thing uh, Wilson and I have gotten on a few of those um, where we've been involved or watched the live videos of them at, um, you know, the city council meetings. So mm -hmm. this is also, these are also ways to find out more about what they're saying when, you know, behind the scenes. Um, so really getting involved in all of that is super duper important. Um, nobody is saying that person. That's okay. Um, anyways, so was there anything you wanted to add to that? Um, no, I would say yes. So, so as our call to action or um, the things that we want to um, encourage you to do um, for those listening, I'm still watching, uh, getting involved. How do we do that? It can be as simple, like she said, as the email address. If you have Instagram, follow BL BLM LA, BLM Los Angeles. On Instagram, uh, Black Lives Matter Los Angeles on Facebook, uh, Black Lives Matter Los Angeles on Twitter. Also, if you're non-black, if you're not black or uh, BIPOC, meaning black indigenous person of color. So if you're a white person, there's an organization that you can join called White People for Black Lives. That's a great organization that I highly suggest every white person a uh, person who would have filled out the census saying that they were white. Uh, if you would have filled out a census saying that you were Caucasian and white, are white, then that is an organization that you should uh, definitely join. They are on Instagram. They're also on Facebook and Twitter. And then uh, students deserve, LA Students Deserve is a student-run organization. There's Build Power, which is a uh, arts, art and entertainment organization. And then uh, there's uh, there's Latino-based organizations, a Hispanic and immigrant for their they're advocating for immigrant issues, and they are also partnered with Black Lives Matter. They, Black Lives Matter wants you to know that. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to speak for them, but I'm saying that the what I've seen is that they center all these other issues. You know, so that's the reason why when you go to a, a BLM protest march or a rally, you have more than just black people there. Because what they're doing is they're centering um, uh, all other or movements and organizations in the city, and uh, and um, and in and in the movement space. So, yeah, get involved. There's so many different ways to get involved, and even if you get involved, just to dispel some of your myths and just to dispel some of the rumors that you've heard, 
And that's a good enough reason just in of itself, just so you're more educated. Absolutely. You know, I'm an activist. I'm an activist for life. I'm a veteran, military, war veteran. So for me, activism is a part of my life. Um, so I'm going to definitely be involved. I'm a combat vet. So for me, this stuff is personal. And I'm a black man and I'm from South L.A. So for me, this stuff is going is very, very personal. Um, but uh, yeah, I highly suggest you just find a ways to get involved, find ways to follow their media and uh, you'll be educated is, is on what it is they're doing. And, and then at least in that way, you could speak from a position of, of competence when Absolutely. you talk about what they stand for and what they're trying to do and what we've seen them doing and what you've seen them doing. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you so much for joining us this week. This was a, a, a little bit of a shorter, a shorter episode. We just wanted to kind of break it down and, and kind of touch on some of the, the main misconceptions that, um, that Wilson and I felt that we've received or we've seen a lot of. Um, but as always, we're going to definitely get deeper and deeper into these topics um, and expand on them as we continue these conversations. So thank you so much again for all of your input, all of your, all of your questions, um, all of your challenges. Um, we, and, and thanks for tuning in. We, we appreciate Yeah, we guys. appreciate that. Yeah. On all platforms, we multi-platform in this. Yeah. Um, Thank you guys so much. And so um, with that being said, we'll see you guys on our next episode. Please uh, like, share, subscribe, promote, leave a comment. Follow me, Wilson Holtz, at Wilson Holtz, W-I-L-S-O-N-H-O-L-T-S, all one word on Instagram. And then for Megan, here it is. I'd rather yoga. I'd rather yoga, all one word on Instagram. Please follow us, send us your questions, comments. We'll see you guys on the next episode. See you next week. All right, guys, bye.